Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The most brilliant commander in the Soviet Navy. Remy has trained most of their officer corps. He's nearly a legend in the submarine community. The most deadly submarine ever built. This thing could park a couple of hundred warheads off Washington. Nobody would know a thing about it until it was all over. And once more, we play our dangerous game. Without all the vessels in the American Navy. His plan is a mystery. A man with your responsibilities reading about the end of the world. Apparently he has suffered a kind of nervous breakdown in which he announced his intention to fire his missiles on the United States. To help you hunt him down, kill him. Open the outer doors, firing point procedures. We sail into history. I'm gonna blow him right to Mars. Ramius might be trying to defect. You're just an analyst. What can you possibly know what goes on in this mind? I'll give you three days to prove your theory correct. I am not field personnel, I am only an analyst. You're perfect. I'm expendable. He's defecting. You're willing to bet your life on that? From the best-selling novel by Tom Clancy. From the director of Die Hard. Give this man a chance. My orders are specific. Battle stations. Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, James Earl Jones, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill. The Hunt for Red October. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod Royale. A podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hey, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. And obviously Bond-related films. Hosted by me, John Rain. <laughs> this week we'll be diving deep below the surface to find out just where a runaway nuclear submarine is heading. Yes, it's the hunt for Red October. And joining me to look for crazy Ivans is comedian and professional Welshman who has temporarily defected, Dan Thomas. <laughs> to, where have I defected to? Let me just check. England. No. No. I mean, you're having all... Yeah, I wouldn't give you my Welsh submarine, mm. as it were. Imagine a Welsh submarine. Well, it's a coracle with another coracle glued on top of it. Oh, yeah. Sounds yeah. quite simple. It, yeah, actually. I feel a fool for saying it. We're way ahead, and apart from the singing and the clinking of the cans, it's also silent. Ah, oh, imagine what song you'd sing when you're under there. Uh, you'd be like, oh, let them sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close harmony singing, goodbyes. They do that. That one. Yeah, that that one Welsh yeah. <laughs> choral song. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah. The Americans wouldn't turn that off. No, they wouldn't. They'd, give, they'd make a film out of you like Fisherman's Friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. 
Submarine pals. <laughs> Doesn't sound quite as hard-edged as Red October. John McTiernan's Submarine Pals. <laughs> Filmed just off the coast of fucking Neath, which is landlocked, I just realised. But still. Yeah, still. You'd have a lovely time in a submarine in a lake, wouldn't they? Yeah, it'd be in a lake or just you know on the M4. Um, you should talk about that because John McTiernan, this is Hunt for October, directed by John McTiernan, part of his incredible trilogy, I'd say. Uh, Die Hard. Yeah. Well, Predator the... first. Say again. Predator. Predator. Die Hard. Oh, yes. And this. I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you. I, I've, I've seen Predator a bunch and I keep wanting to like it and I don't. Oh, I'm shocked by that. It's just not as exciting as Die Hard and, and this and... Medicine no. Man, for that matter. Yeah, so was Medicine Man is the one he did after this, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yes, he, that's right. He did mm. Medicine Man after this, and then he did Die Hard 3. Which I really like. I love Die Hard 3. Mm. And then he did a pile of shite forever. Oh, apart from the uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. Yes, and then he did that Rollerball remake. Yeah. Rollerball and... And then he went yeah. to prison. Went to prison. Yeah. And Has he worked since? No, I don't think so. I think he's doing popular cum now. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Not oh, good for him. Good. He's, I'm glad he's working. I'm glad he's working. I think he's. He was one of my favourite directors when I was younger. I just he went, every, the, for a yeah. while. He was brilliant. And then yeah, mm. trouble with publicum is he keep, he blows the pub up every week and it costs a fortune. Can't do that. No, no, no. Everyone wears vests, no shoes. That was happening before he got involved. To be honest, <laughs> with you. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's very well. <laughs> if anything, if anything, if terrorists attack the town of Publicum, everyone will put on their Sunday best. <laughs> but we're here to talk about the hunt for October. Now, I, feel, I keep, we keep saying this, but it's, it's just a perfect film. The, we, you and I have done something approaching a hundred films together between all yeah. the different podcasts, right? And this is the yeah. first time I'm genuinely nervous because yeah. I want to be a good podcast guest. Mm. Right, and usually when we do shit films, I get to rip the piss out, and that's we have a bit of fun. The mm. trouble with this is, I'm really worried that we're going to spend the next hour and a half with you, as per the format of the podcast, describing something that happens in the film, and me going, mm. "Yes, and it's impeccable," mm. well, which yeah, is not great radio, but we'll see how it really. goes. Let's find out, because something I didn't, I, I, I suppose I never read the title at the beginning before, because I'm thick, but I'd never realised before until I was watching it last night that this is set in 1984. Yeah, it's a period film. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. Connery turned it down, having mm. read, he didn't read the first page that says it's nineteen eighty four. So in nineteen eighty nine, he's reading it, going, "Well, I should bottle that because that wouldn't happen." Mm. Well, fuck, it would five years ago, and then he went, "Oh, fair enough." Who was it? It was originally cast. Someone else was originally cast. Klaus they? Maria Brundauer, mm. who I I just read that today, and I can't imagine anyone but Connery playing this part now. Absolutely not. No, I think Klaus Maria Brundauer would have been great as Tupolev. Mm. But he, he's, he's a completely different character if he plays uh, Ramius. He'd have been better as Topol. <laughs> Halfway through, what do we do, Captain? And he just goes, yeah, if I was a rich man. We get off the roof for a start. It's a submarine. Yeah. You'll drown yeah. your dick. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's 1984. And we we see Marco Ramius, played by Sean Connery, as we say. And Sam Neill. And they're just they're, they're at the, the dock about to leave for their mission. Mm-hmm. And he's looking out thoughtfully. It's that lovely close-up of his eyes, and he just—it's mm. just you know—it's not that doesn't require acting, and yet you see his soul of the character because that's how good mm. Connery was. He could just act with his eyeballs. He says he's cold and hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And he zooms out and thankfully he's wearing quite a lot, but it could have been a worry then. I mean, he could have been here to fix the cable or something. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Who the fuck is that knocking on the door of a submarine? All right, time. You have to make sure that you've converted to Channel 5. <laughs> Fair to put the dongle in you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but he, he goes up, they go off on their, their submarine mission with the beautiful Sam Neill. Oh. Well, we've talked about this before, and I think Sam Neill is, is a wonderful looking man. Mm. But you, And I think he would have been an interesting bunt, which mm. he obviously got very close to, but you, you're not sure. No, no, I'm not sure, sure, no. Okay. But I love his character in this. He's such a beautiful, oh, he's great. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Every, every, from every single size of part in this, the, mm. the, the exact right actor has been hired for it. Yeah. Every, like, Talk- there's no you know, loose connections in the performances at all. No. And, and talking of which, Beverly Crusher from Star Trek is Jack Ryan's English wife. Yeah, she got cut out. But apart yeah. from that, mm-hmm. she's, she's one of the, the, the one-minute period in the film where there's something that resembles a woman in it. Yeah. Women, yeah. in fact, they are. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. You, only, you only see two of them, I think. Yeah. Um, but we, we meet Jack Ryan, played by Alec Borden. What do you think? I think he's wonderful in this. I think he's great. And this is he's mm. much more of an everyman. Actually, well, before mm. we, we meet Jack Ryan, it fades in on, the, on Basil Polidorus's score. Oh, which God. is Actually, we have the Russian song, and then it becomes the score. But yeah. Basil Polidorus is one of those composers that didn't get the credit he deserved. I assume no. he's still alive and working. No, he's, he's dead. brilliant. Is he now? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. He's done some amazing scores. He did this, he did Robocop, he did Conan. He did, I tell you oh. one that people forget, because it's not oh. a great film, but White Fang he did, and that was a really oh. epic score that really captured the uh, the landscape. And he's, he's just not one of those ones that's considered as one of the greats, but I, he was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, his Robocop score is one of my favourite of all time. Mm. But yeah, this one's beautiful. And we and it fades in, and we get that. We go from the the you know, obviously the scenes of the, the the out in the sea with the Russians, and then we go into Jack Ryan's office, and straight away he's just this. He's an everyman in the way that he mm. wasn't later on. He certainly isn't now with the TV thing. And then no. when Chris Pine did I go, he's, he became an action man. But this guy, mm. this is what I love about this film. It's slow in a perfect way because it's he mm. he thinks he's just going to have a quiet week. Really, he's got yeah. a couple of business meetings, mm. and look where he ends up. And, it, and it, every time, Alec Baldwin's so good, he looks terrified most of the way through the film. Yes. But not in a cowardly way, just in an everyman way who shouldn't be in the middle of this shit. He's a man who fucking hates flying because he's terrified of turbulence. And that's your hero in this film. So yeah. it's a lovely touch because it that pays is, off but, later. Yeah, so. yeah. That is my f- <laughs> I love that bit where... Um, mm. in the, like, I, I have almost no notes on this film, right? Mm. It's flawless to me. Mm. But there is that bit where he, he mansplains turbulence to an air stewardess. Jesus, that's the exact note I've just written. Well, not just written, <laughs> that I had written. I was about to read out. Yeah. Yeah. She, he goes, I'm a bit worried about turbulence. She goes, what? It's basically that line from Airplane. It's like, turbulence, what is it? Well, <laughs> it's hot air pressure rising and making the plane wobble about a bit. But that doesn't matter now. Mm. And you should have a woman with big breasts run on, wobble them and run off. <laughs> He's like, like that. Oh, surely you can't be serious. I am Jack Ryan, and don't call me Shirley. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> now, the, th- the thing about Baldwin, though, is that he probably could have got a load of these, but the, the rumour is he wanted he wanted more money. The, the story well, the is, apparently... Well, the, apparently, the story is they offered it to Harrison Ford, but the money wasn't good. So Baldwin took it, and then for the next film, Patriot Games, he wanted Harrison Ford money, and they basically went, well, for that, we'll go and get Harrison Ford. So they did. Yeah, and they opened the cupboard that they keep Harrison Ford in. Yeah. That, Har- that and, Harrison Ford built for himself, because he's very it's a shame... Because Harrison Ford's 
great, but he's not as good as Jack Ryan as Baldwin. No, but it's a different interpretation, not just mm. in the performance, but in the writing as well. Mm. He's much. But the first thing he does in Patriot Games is gun down a couple of Irishmen. Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> no, well, I don't like Patriot. Just to Games. be clear, if you haven't seen Patriot Games, it's not mm. random Irishmen. They are no. terrorists. Just to be clear, he's just just wandering through Donegal with a shotgun, going, "Ah, oh, fucking Irish, get out of my Ireland." <laughs> Not yours. Oh, sorry. But one of them, Sean Bean. One of them is Sean Bean. Yeah, you yeah. killed my baby brother, Ryan. Don't do the voice. I won't do the voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I don't like Patriot Games, but I quite like Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger is a cracking film. Because that's got Donald Moffat saying, "How dare you come into my office barking like a junkyard dog?" And Harrison Ford goes, "How dare you, sir?" Love it. You're, I'm going to say this right now. Your Donald Moffat is better than your Harrison Ford. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, which is not great because it's not like um, uh, yeah, John's good on the road. What's he doing? <laughs> he's doing he's doing his impressions. You can do Donald Moffat, mm-hmm. and and that's it. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not spend the whole of the winter tied to this fucking couch. Yeah, <laughs> we all like Donald Moffat. R.I.P. Uh, but you don't need Donald Moffat in this because you got James fucking L. Jones. And yeah. there's a there's a rule in cinema that if James L. Jones is in your film in a bit part, the film's elevated immediately because he's so good. Uh, now then, I think there's a coda to that. All right. Does he not do the uh, voiceover bit for? Is it Judge Dredd? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does. didn't help that much. No, but I'm thinking like films like Sneakers. Oh yeah, and he doesn't turn up the last twelve seconds. You used to like, yeah. even if you hated that film, which you wouldn't yeah. because it's great, yeah. you'd be like, Amazing "Oh, film. I was all right actually." Hmm. And then he turns up and he's all like, "Oh, what do you want?" It's lovely. Anyway, so he goes to America. He flies back to America, and he's thinking he's going for some sort of standard business meeting, and maybe you know, hiring a hooker and having some sex, something like that. <laughs> uh, but no, no, he's got. He's been whisked in. Uh, well, because he's got to give a briefing to. James L. Jones, and he says, look, the Russians have got this submarine, but they've got a weird thing on it that we don't know what it is. And James L. Jones takes off his headphone and goes, sorry, I was just listening to Wham! Because <laughs> it's 1984. <laughs> and, and do you like my Live Aid t-shirt? I know it's not a year away yet, but I, I thought I'd wear it early. <laughs> and he leaps I'm, over his desk. He's wearing a full <laughs> shell suit. Yeah. I'm uh, just uh, off to go and watch Ghostbusters. Do you want to come with me? <laughs> what, what are you doing? I've come to show you a submarine. Just what's this, what was that gunshot noise? That was just the art department being shot because yeah. they went too far. Yeah. Uh, do you want to play Dragon's Lair? Will you stop? Just, we get. Well, I tell you what. Instead of all this, let's just write on the front. It's set in 1984. Okay, and scene. Well, I, you, you laugh, but that is basically Stranger Things. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's going on in the plot? I don't know, but I've got this Sam Goody bag from 1983. <laughs> Good, good, great. Thanks for that. Anyway, yeah, so he's showing the submarine, and there's two weird anomalies on the submarine, and they don't know what they are. Um, and he's like, Well, I'd like to go and speak to my friend Skip Taylor about this. And uh, James L. Jones goes, um, He's not a paedophile, is he? And he goes, Yeah, I'm Freddie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd get what, out of the way. Yeah, he wasn't in 1984, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah 1984, he was a very popular man with one leg. Yeah, just to be clear, he mm. was, but he hadn't been caught yet. Hadn't so caught we're yet, all yeah. right. They called him Hop Along Pedo at the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, Skip Jones. I don't know, it's, it's Skip Taylor, sorry, played by Jeffrey Jones. 
Mm. And he has a look at the the photos, and he's like, "Oh, I can see a boy there." He's like, "No, no, don't look at that. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, no, no, no. the submarine." It's, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. no. He's like, "No, the, be with you know, be you away." Oh, that's fine then. Oh. And he, <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, "I'd still fuck it though." <laughs> How old is it? It's twenty years old. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> Um, yeah, Is he it says dirty. Oh. It's quite dirty. Well, maybe mm-hmm. then. Mm. Um, it's buoyant. It won't be when I finish with it. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, he says, I think this is a caterpillar drive. I will it's... say this about this mm. film there's a lot mm. of uh, things that are decisions that are made quite quickly. Like, he's had a look at a, a, a picture of a submarine that's mm. got two big doors on it. He goes, I'll tell you exactly what that is. Well, I mean, they could just be decals, mate. Yeah. It yeah. could... Oh, no, just oh, I've just realised there. Yeah, no, no. It's either a magneto drive or it's a big sticker that says powered by fairy dust. Mm. Mm. Uh, but he goes, no, it's definitely Caterpillar drive. And everyone goes, ah, oh, fair enough, then. Just above that, I slow down for horses side. <laughs> Seahorses, sorry. Seahorses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite an exciting... Obviously, I don't think it actually exists, does it? But it's an exciting idea that it's like a jet engine underwater that it sucks in the air and blows it out and uses it as propulsion yeah and apparently the cia or somebody when this book was written in 1984 mm. uh were like fucking hell where'd you hear about this and tom clancy was like well i made it up and they were like mm. oh all right then but they were like, they thought that it was some they thought that it was some secret knowledge that tom clancy had he might have done he's dead now isn't he tom clancy yeah he is dead yeah mm. mysteriously yeah. He, he writes about a secret propulsion system, then 40 years later, dead. Oh, CIA. They, they know CIA, you don't fuck cult. about. Revenge is a dish best served 40 years later, they say. Yeah, after the end yeah. of the war you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When the war's gone hot, we'll kill him. <laughs> you thought revenge was... Shut up. Yeah. Um, just... Meanwhile, on the USS Dallas, Jones um, is teaching Beaumont. I love this bit. Oh, all these bits are wonderful. He's, he's oh. great. There's so many bits of this film that are like, you could have made that the film. Yeah. Or a play or something. Because every scene is so exciting. We were talking about it in the WhatsApp. Every, yeah. every scene, they find the thing that drives the plot forward. Also, they find some kind of conflict, no matter how small it is, just to ratchet up the tension. So there's a moment where he's talking to James Earl Jones before they start mm. talking about propulsion drives and stuff. Yeah. And he, goes, and he starts talking about his kid. And uh, he, he goes, um, oh, she's, I've got a very precocious uh, eight-year-old uh, and she wants a baby brother, but it'd be, she said it'd be all right if we got a, a baby brother for Barney. Mm-hmm. And, and Jim Sullivan goes, who's Barney? And he goes, Barney's a bear. Mm-hmm. And there's that slow lingering shot on Jim's old Jones and you can tell he's thinking, prick. Yeah. And it's just a weird moment of like, okay, should we move on? Yeah. And it's like that tension in every single scene ratchets up. But it's lovely because even that little stupid conversation pays off later as well. It's do you know that's the same Teddy from Die Hard? Is it not? Is it really? It actually is. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jones is teaching Beaumont, and Jones is played by um, Courtney B. Vance, who I love. Yeah, he's great. Isn't he? he he's great in this, and he's great in um, the People versus AJ Simpson. He plays. Um, oh God, what's his name? Oh God, what's it? Yeah, Dickhead. Um, of the lawyer with the gloves. Yeah, yeah, not Cochrane, the other guy. Is it Johnny Cochrane? Yes, Cochran. he's Johnny Cochrane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love him, and he's just he shines in this so much. He's so good, 
Uh, and he's basically this uh, audio specialist on the on the Dallas, which is another submarine. In case you're yeah. wondering, and um, he can he's just got incredibly good hearing, <clears throat> and he he hears something, and then we go and see he goes to see his boss, who was called Mancuso, and again another sign you're watching a good film. Scott Glenn's in it. Um, well, yeah, Scott Glenn's never been in anything bad. I don't uh, know how you think he of. might have been, but during this period he was usually in really good films. Yeah, yeah. Silverado. Silverado's a bit crap. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I think of that isn't 100. And he's great in it. Backdraft. But, oh, yeah. Forgot mm. about that. But usually, he's good. And he says, oh, it sounds like... Um, is this the bit where he says it sounds like magma? Or is that later? Uh, he says... Uh, oh, yeah, I think it is this scene that he just says, um, so you went off and a 40 million computer told you that mm. it's it's some seismic anomaly like and you seismic think of this displacement of magma or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he and he goes, no, it's a fucking machine. Like he says, I slow it down ten times. He speeds it up ten times. And he's it's it, uh, it's an engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, Jonesy, I love that. And then meanwhile, on the Red October, uh, Ramius has to um, give a brief uh, open the orders with a guy called Putin. Mm. Yeah, who is a proper KGB knobhead. Oh, knobhead. I wonder, because he's called Putin hmm. in the book, and I wonder if Tap Clancy did another cunt back then. Probably. But one of my, before I even know what, what sort of, before I even knew what film technique and cinema was when I was a kid, I still at the time was amazed with how beautifully done the language switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're speaking in fluent Russian, Putin particularly. Camera just slowly, slowly zooms in on his mouth, and he's reading in a, an excerpt from a book, isn't he? Yeah, and then he just suddenly starts speaking English, and the camera starts panning out again. And the oh, and the, the switch happens on a word is happens on the word Armageddon. Yeah, which is the same in English and Russian, but with a different pronunciation. Oh, it's so just good. this clever little. Oh, uh, if I ever get a chance to do a scene like that, if I'm directing something, I'm going to mm. nick it, and I won't even feel ashamed. Mm. I bet this is like taught in film school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a way to get around stuff. So it's so clever. Um, so then him and Ramius open their orders and he's like, well, uh, Putin's like, well, I would like the permission, if you don't mind, in other words, I'm going to do it, to brief this to all your men myself. And uh, Ramius is like, yeah, all right. And as he walks past him, he fucking kills him. Yeah, how does he kill him, by the way? He pushes him back, I think. <laughs> he slams um, him down on a table. So he's down on the table, so his head's resting on the table and then pushes his body down to his oh, neck breaks. Ah, because I thought mm. he was crushing his uh, his chest in. Uh, I think it's his neck. He breaks his neck <coughs> yeah, and that, then that lays makes him more down. Sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then coldly watches him die. Coldly watches him die mm. and then spills tea on the floor, which I realised mm. the first half of this film, there's a lot of tea motif. Anytime something dramatic mm. happens, somebody goes, do you want a cup of tea? Or mm. shall I kill you with some tea? Or, um, yeah. So it's a bit like the, in it. ETs in it. Like, yeah. You got all this fucking shit going down when he turns up on a boat. Yeah, yeah. He comes in with a little Russian hat on. Like I, c- I will say this about this scene when he just mm. spills the tea. Mm. He doesn't make any effort to do a little. I'd, I'd stick my foot through the spilled tea just to make it look like he'd slipped. Yeah. He just spills tea, and uh, he's like, any decent doctor's gonna go. I think this is bollocks. Now, luckily, he hasn't got a decent doctor. But before all that, before that, as he's watching him die, he just slowly says to him, "Where I am going, you cannot follow." Oh, yeah, so good. But yeah, so yeah. he calls the doctor, who is Tim Curry. No, he's he's good in this. He's good in everything. He's great, but yeah. It's quite a small part for him. Yeah, isn't it? I thought he yeah. was a bit more 
bigger character actor by this point. Well, I guess he's more of an ensemble actor, isn't he? And this is an ensemble piece. Mm. And um, he, he he doesn't have a lot to do, but it's quite important. He's the pushback, oh, it's vital. isn't he? In mm. fact, by the third act, he has a pivotal part in it. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, he's like, oh, well, that's a terrible accident, isn't it? He's definitely <laughs> dead. And then Connery's like, oh, well, sorry, Ramius. He's like, well, fella in the kitchen, come and witness this. I'm taking Putin's rocket missile key. And Tim Curry's like, uh, maybe it's not a good idea that one man has both of them. And he's like, that'll be all. He's just like, haven't you seen Superman 3? Mm. Do you ever any, it's a pain in the arse of there's two guys with keys. <laughs> you've got to get one of them drunk, and then you've got to tie your shoelaces to the I'm keeping the fucking keys. Yeah. Plus, it's uh, also the key to the... Uh, the you know, drinks cabinet. And, and, uh, and do you know what? I'm just saying that to sound hard. It's where I keep my golf clubs. <laughs> but, Captain, you can't golf on a submarine. You fucking watch me. <laughs> it's mainly, you know, short game stuff, but I can do it. Oh, imagine, imagine it ping ponging around the, goal, the submarine. Yeah. Blended <laughs> <up>. <laughs> he's just. Yeah. Later on, when Jack Ryan's like, I figured out how he's going to get him off the boat. He's going to fake a nuclear disaster. And actually, it's just Sean Connery whacking golf balls at all his men. And he's going, I'm getting the fuck off this boat. This guy's a nutter. But I want one of the golf balls to end up like perfectly either in someone's gob or up on their bum. But like backward, backward photography, like in the 70s, where they all look a bit odd because they've. Spat it out and then they've wound the film back. Yeah, and it's definitely it's got to be what it turns out one of the crew is Kenneth Connor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um. So. So he does all that. Uh, he goes to well, he talks more to Skip about the Caterpillar Drive, and he says, "Well, basically, he said when I was a kid." Skip does a little monologue. He says, "When I was a kid, basically the Cuban Missile Crisis happened," <laughs> and then he goes, "But now." If I love if that's what he said. Basically, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. What are you again, your CIA head of naval history? Anyway, there was this thing now called the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he goes, oh, so is there? Yeah, yeah. I only learned about turbulence today. I was explaining to this woman on the plane. Right? And yeah, but he gives a speech about, I don't know what, other than being a nice bit of acting for Jeffrey Jones. Hmm. I guess it's just to sort of heighten the stakes of it. Like, well, he he says that there were all these missiles parked in Cuba and we detected them, but he says this thing could turn up with ten times the oh, amount of missiles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. And you wouldn't yeah. even know it was there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Not how dangerous it is because it's undetectable to sonar. Yeah, lovely little scene. Lovely little. And scene. then he says, um, "Don't look at my computer. <laughs> I'm going to get a cup of tea. Don't, don't. God, please don't." This is this is the last chance I'm going to get. They've said to me that if I'm caught doing anything like that, I'm out. Yeah. If I, I haven't even got a limp from the car accident, it's just me stiffy going down my leg. <laughs> Cup of tea. Um. So I just press. No, d- don't. Anyway, I'm going to get a cup of tea. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We get more reaction from Tim Curry's doctor, and then Connery says to him, "When I address the crew, you will understand." And then does that classic, "Just so you know, I'll I'll try and forget what you said when I write up what happened here." And Curry's like, <clears throat> "Thank you, sir." Sure. Yeah. Then he relays the false orders that they're going to America's east coast to do missile drills where they will listen to rock and roll and then go to Havana and have sex with ladies. <laughs> and then Arnie's mate, Sven, Sven Strogenschen, he stands up and starts singing. Um, He's so singing funny. Wig- that, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. How we don't talk anymore. No, they sing a Russian song. Yeah. Back in the USSR, they sing. Yeah. Yeah, we are the cheeky girls. I was trying to think of someone who's Russian and sings. Uh, tattoo. Tattoo, there you go. All oh, the little things are the little... And they start snogging off. Yes. Snogging off! Uh, that's his name, snogging off. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lovely... Didn't he cover a Smith song? I don't remember. Or a Morrissey song. And they were interviewing Morrissey. And mm. um, I can't remember who was interviewing him. And they, uh, he said, have you heard this cover by this band, Tattoo? And he goes, yes, I think it's great. And they huh. said, do you, know, do you know anything about him? No. He goes... Um, they're a pair of R- Russian lesbians. And Morrissey said, well, aren't we all? Huh. So He should slow down. Yeah. Uh, so they're singing. And uh, back on the Dallas, Jones is like, oh, we, we, we can follow them. And then they engage the Caterpillar drive. And they go quiet. But Jones can hear them singing. He's like, I think I can hear singing. And then Sam Neill's like, well, shouldn't we tell them to shut up, sir? And Connery looks around and goes, no, let them sing. I have a question about this. Mm. Why does he let him sing? Is I was I always read that, but I could be wrong, as him wanting to leave a breadcrumb for any American sonar. Oh, maybe. I just thought it was a morale thing. Yeah, but he's, he's obsessed gonna... with morale, isn't he? He is obsessed with morale, but he is going to chuck mm. these people off the boat in about two days. 
Yeah, but he's got an excuse lined up for that, hasn't he? He does a really bad fart. It's essentially Sh- yes. Sorry, comedy drive done a very bad fart. You'll have to leave on the emergency boat. It's fucking stinking here. <laughs> and that's your plan, is it? Yes. That's that's why you're eating bald cabbage, is it? Yes. That's right. We've been planning this for two years. I've been eating cabbage for two years in preparation for this. My guts feel fucking awful. Where's that doctor? I need that doctor now, you know. Yeah. He's got a third key for the medicine cabinet. I need some Pepto-Bismol. I've been eating garlic, cabbage, and toffee. Does toffee make you go? I have no idea. <laughs> um, asparagus from a wee as well, so it's double smelly. It smells like farts and piss. It smells, actually, well, just red October just smells like an old people's home by the end. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah. Also, you should have sugar puffs. <laughs> that makes sure the wee smell funny too. Also, it's fun to say when I say it. Sugar, sugar puffs. puffs. Except they're not called that anymore. What are they called now? Honey Monster. Well, that's shite. It is shite. It feels like a sequel to Sugar Puffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like when they, like with, there was Dirty Harry and then there was Magnum Force. So it's honey, Sugar Puffs and Honey Monster. <laughs> I, I think now it should be the Deadpool. Um, so, yeah, so meanwhile, back in Soviet Union, uh, the uh, <laughs> the Admiral comes to work and every he says, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup of tea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who that actor is? No. Do you know who that is? That is, this is quite awkward, actually. That was the editor that was first hired on it and got sacked. Oh, because he said he, uh, he <laughs> considering this is actually quite a slow film, he goes, I can't stand John McTiernan's MTV style of filming because so he, he obviously you can tell he's quite old. Yeah, he'd be, he been like an editor since the 40s and he was like, I can't mm. make this, it's, mm. it's far too quick. Was he wearing uh, that he visor and the thing that puts your sleeves up when you're an editor? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I can't cut this picture, there's too many moving people. And the sound, too much sound. He is great in it, mate. It takes because yeah. so he gets handed the letter, and it's all yeah. done in one shot. Yeah. And um, and it, at first, it's a, it's like an A4 side. He's reading it, and you can see through his mm. eyes, he's about halfway down the page, yeah. and he's smiling the first half of the page, yeah. and yeah. then I know where he drops his tea because that's the bit where he's read. By the way, I'm defecting. Yeah. But I mean, what's what's Ramius opened with in that letter? Um. Dear Ramesh, I'd like to give you Dear Admiral. Don't Dear Admiral, Admiral, sorry. I'd like to give you an example of some of, some of Eddie Braben's writing. <laughs> You're not going to sell any ice creams going at that speed. Um, there was <laughs> on my slice. Anyway, long story short, I'm defecting, <laughs> taking the boat to Ra. Here's uh, a picture of a willy. <laughs> willy Thorne, the snooker player. <laughs> See, again, I subvert your expectations. <laughs> Imagine the scene later on when they're going, like, what's he up to? He goes, well, the NSA guy stands up and goes, listen, we've got a fairly high-placed mall in the in the Kremlin, and we, we've we got a copy of a letter Ramius sent, and it's, I'll just, can we just put it up on the board now? Everyone's just like, is that a picture of Willie Thorne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we know what that means. Everyone's like, no. And everyone's looking at Jack Ryan going, I, fuck, fuck if I know. What if he's defecting? Oh, that's mental. 
And he's like, ha ha, you son of a bitch. That was, that was Ramus's wife's favorite snooker player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No, no. We did a comparison. That is his wife. He was married to <laughs> Willie Thorne. Bloody hell. I had no idea. I'd defect if I was married to Willie Thorne. Hmm. And it was a state implemented marriage, implemented marriage as well. They had to marry Willie Thorne. <laughs> Political reasons. Yeah, Willie Thorne married. knows people high up. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Jack Ryan then gets whisked to a, a high-profile meeting with the deputy director of the CIA, and they're basically going, "Well, the Red October's gone walkies." And the bulk of the Soviet Navy have, have gone out to look for him. And they reckon he's gone crazy and he's probably going to drop a bomb somewhere. And what I like is when um, Jack Ryan's reading the briefing on the way in, he uses bloody, this bloody thing. He's yeah, because he's been living in London for ages. Again, a lovely touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So during the briefing, Ryan then goes, actually, I've got it. And then he laughs, like I just said then, and he doesn't talk about Willie Thorne. But he says... <laughs> He's he's not he's not a crazy Russian. He's he's Lithuanian. He's a widower. I love this bit where he mm. breaks down his logic because he 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 has that lovely moment where everyone else is talking bombs because they're under the impression yeah. that he's going to bomb New York, and he and there's just a gambling and you can just see him figuring out in his head. He looks at the back of the pictures. He yeah. sees the date. He sees the wife, and he goes, "Son of a bitch!" Mm. And everyone goes, "Something you want to add, Mister Ryan?" And and then he breaks down why he thinks it's a defection. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Yeah. Fairly thin theory. Very thin. I mean, it's Rivita. Yeah. But then yeah. you haven't got a plot if this yeah. doesn't happen. And it is a very yeah. satisfying scene. Yeah. It's a brilliant scene. Because he also gets to throw it back in their face. Yeah. When that guy goes, how do you know this? And he's like, "Do you have you ever met him? I've met him loads of times. I know this guy. He's like, oh, no, I haven't met him. He goes, yeah, he goes, I met him once at an embassy dinner. Yeah. Not not like that sort of embassy, the old video company. Yeah, um, yeah, the embassy video, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I met him at an embassy video once. It was and, for Boob Olympic 6. <laughs> yeah, it was starring Willie Thorne, and that's how they met. And it's a beautiful story. It was, yeah, it was, it was yeah, Boob Olympic 6, colon, yeah. maximum break. And <laughs> it was... And, and uh, yeah, so and, and that, you really see into a man's eyes when you're in the back of an embassy video, and yeah. uh, now I know that he's definitely defecting. But then um, the the head of the meeting basically goes, everyone leave apart from Ryan. And then you get that great, great, great bit with Jones. So Jones goes, Jesus, I said, speak your mind. I didn't mean you think speak it that much. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a completely different relationship because he does. Yeah. He just call him, a, you wanker. Yeah. He's just like, you fucking, I brought you here. You've embarrassed me again. Yeah. But then he has to talk to this guy, and then we get one of my favourite lines uh, where the guy says, listen, I'm a politician, which means I'm a cheat and a liar. When I'm not kissing babies, I'm stealing their lollipops. Love it. But it but it also means I keep my options open. That guy's yeah. great. He was only in a handful brilliant. of things, and he's always brilliant. Another he one who died. talked it a young, yeah. Yeah, he was great. And he's so good in this. Yeah, because he really gets he really gets the brief, because basically this is his only big scene. All his other yeah. scenes are two handers with Joss Ackland. Oh, and I would watch if mm. they remade Yes Minister with that pair. Oh my god, they're so perfect together. Mm. Um, but yeah, he he buys um, he buys Baldwin's theory and says, "Well, you've got I think he's got like forty eight hours to or three days or something to." It's four days before it reaches the American course. So he goes there you go. three yeah. days before, 
uh, to prove your theory, but yeah. it's one of those things where you Jack Ryan straight away is like, I shouldn't have said nothing because he's mm. gone from having a really easy week now. Mm-hmm. And just because he opened his big fat mouth, he's like, oh, this is, I'm going to end up wet and cold doing this. Yeah. Hard and cold. And <laughs> <laughs> when married to Willie Thorne. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Russians have put their top man on the case, Stellan Skarsgård. Who is on screen for what? Four minutes? Four minutes. Ugh. And he He's... is bangs it out. He's so oh, good. So good. And he looks so young. Does he? <laughs> yeah. I mean when you look at him now. He but he looked kind of the I mean he's in darkness for most of the film. Yeah. So he's he got could a bit of a Max von Sydow thing about him, hasn't he? He has, yeah, yeah. He was he didn't age for ages, and I guess he has aged a bit now. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so they're gonna go and track Ramus and kill him. So That's then... that wonderful scene. Where are we going, Captain? Huh. We're going to kill a friend. Yeah. We're gonna kill Ramus. We're going to kill Willie Thorne. He's a rowing boat over here. We're going to depth charge him. We're going to, we're going to kill Ramus and then Willie Thorne will be mine. It's a whole sleepless in Seattle thing. Where, where the Sean Connery, Ramus will die and then the wife will, who is Willie Thorne will be sad and we will communicate. I would like a subplot. I'd like a subplot here where Willie Thorne is in the jungle. I mean, the whole thing's a subplot. Yeah, yeah, but this is... Oh, oh, very good. Thank you. I'd like a, another subplot where Willie Thorne in a pith helmet is hunting in a jungle with a, machete, with a machete and then is chased by a bear and that goes on through the whole film where it's him hiding from this bear, like the Revenant, but the bear's chasing him and the bear's got a dress on. <laughs> and the, the bear's got a dress on. Yeah. And and Willie Thorne's carrying a picnic basket the whole time. The whole time. And and he's like, oh, just, you know what? I, I, I want the bear to stop following me because I know he wants a picnic basket. Yeah, and I'm late for meeting my husband. Yeah, and he loves a yeah. picnic. He loves a picnic. Uh, and then you just keep coming back to that. Then nothing really happens, and that's why and the then, editor it, got fired because he was just like, yeah, what? Yeah, why did you fire the first editor? He had cut in footage of Willie Thorne being chased by a, a bear in a dress, mm. and he was like, we didn't film that. He was going off on weekends and filming that on his own and putting it yeah. in. Yeah. So we have to fire think, him. I don't think we need it. Yeah, I think we can. I think the we can trust the viewer to think about that going on. Yeah, it's the the bearing address is implied in yeah. uh, Red Red October. We don't need a Prometheus situation, do we? Where it's a whole film devoted to Willie Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, talking of think people like eating things, we're having dinner. Ramius is having dinner with these other defectors, but Tim Curry's at the dinner trying to tell a boring story, and then they basically go. Fuck off. In a very nice way, haven't you got very nice you way. To do? He gives him those boring job and he goes, What do you do before? Would you go and get Sam Neill goes up to him and get last month's uh, radiation records or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then, I'll um, get the month before as well for comparison, you boring yeah. little sod. And also, could you get me a uh, can of tartan paint? And then Connie's like, <laughs> Yeah, could you get me a skyhook? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the other guy's like, Yes, and also, could you get me a long wait? Yes, yes, Captain. I'll, I'll go and sort all that out right now. I'll be back soon. Thank you. And they're like, oh, well, now he's gone. We can all, because we're all defectors, we can talk about what we're going to do. And they're all like, we're really excited about this. And then he's go, oh, by the way, I sent the uh, Russian yeah. government a letter. <laughs> all right, what did it say? I said we're all going to defect. Oh, for fuck's sake. She had a couple of things. It, I mean, I went, start off a lot of Eddie Braden material. And uh, 
Then quickly measured defection, picture of a cock, and then uh, Willie Thorne. Wait a minute. We don't know why you did three of those four things. Look, that, uh, if you've got a problem with Willie... No, it's not Willie Thorne. It's the def- defecting thing. You shouldn't have mentioned that. We, we know oh. about Willie Thorne. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, she... Don't be mad at me. The, th- the thing is, I was. It doesn't give a Why? I am. I'm not. Sh- I mean, actually, he gives the reason why he does it, and I'm not sure it needs it. No. No, no, no. Um, but I love that because it adds. For the movie, it's great because it's like, uh, fucking hell, everyone's on him. But, I mean, he's so competent otherwise. He's the, I would uh, say he's the only one who makes a bad decision. And even in his own head as a character, he has justified it logically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The letter is not necessary at all. But to him, I guess as being a career uh, Navy man, he has to say, he has to tell them what he's doing for some reason. But yeah, the, the guys in his plan are very, very, very not happy about it, including Sam Neill, by the way. But he, that's that wonderful moment because everyone mm. says, you knobhead, and they go, yeah. okay, you can go now. Especially that guy, Victor. Yeah. Um, who that, that's a wonderful thing because everyone else is like, well, I shouldn't have done that, but they kind of mm. sort of like, well, we this happened now. Whereas Victor's a prick about it for the rest of the film, and yeah. so you have this little, you almost have this thought of like, is Victor going to turn on him? Well, that's just it. We're into we're, we're kind of planting red herrings here, aren't we? Because of what happens later, mm. uh, with the sabotage of the submarine. Um, so it's a bit I think, Agatha Christie this scene, but I just, yeah. I just the way he's just eating, the acting of the just nonchalantly eating. I don't know why I love Sean Connery acting it. He just he always chooses yeah. one cheek, and that's the only mm-hmm. one he uses the entire film. He puts all he's like half of the chipmunk ears. He puts yeah. it in one cheek, and he's always got one eyebrow up when he eats. Doesn't matter what's going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. Could be he's just that's how he would eat if he had just like his wife Willie Thorne had just got home with a picnic and a bear claw in his back. Yeah, chewing nice, nice. Is that hard boiled egg? You know I love it. So. Then I've got here that Ryan boards that ship dressed as a naval commander. Yeah. Which doesn't go down very well with the naval command on that particular ship. Well, I just and, don't know why. He is Navy. Well, yeah. yeah but he's, he's more of a CIA Alanist. Al- Alanist. He is Alanist. now. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, but he didn't used to be. Hmm. And we, we meet the actor who sadly passed away now. The, the guy who looks a bit like uh, Droopy. With the oh, sudden they... drawl. Oh, uh, Fred Dalton Thompson. Yeah, who's in Die Hard 2. I love him. Didn't he run for president, or am I thinking of someone else? I don't know, but he was a... Was he a senator? He wasn't a senator. He was a governor. Yeah, he ran for president, yeah. I think, against Trump, or maybe against Obama oh. the second time. Uh, and then didn't get it, obviously. Otherwise... He was a Republican, wasn't he? he, he oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell that. Yeah, but they're, they're, these him and the other guy are not so... The other guy is very displeased with Alec Baldwin's... Theory, yeah, but again, he kind of talks them round to it. Yeah, well, he well, the thing is, Alec Baldwin leaves the scene, and mm. then these two characters who aren't in the rest of the film at all mm. have this whole scene of conflict between each other. Yeah, and that's where he reveals that Ryan's a fucking war hero. Yeah, well, he it wasn't a war; he was in training when he was in a helicopter training. crash in training his mm. third year. Spent uh, just spent nine months in hospital, another year learning to walk again. So I'd cut the kid some slack. So they do, and then he has a thought about what's going on, and then he goes to them and says, "Look, how easy will it be to get me on the Dallas?" Because he finds out that the Dallas is tracking 
we hear the noise that they're all they tell him about the story about the magma yeah. deposit and he's like no yeah. that's not a fucking magma deposit this is another one of those things mm. that happens in 12 and a half seconds that changes yeah. if they, if he doesn't he's just randomly scrolling through the map and he goes what's this mm. boat here that's miles away from where else that's the yeah. dallas all right and what's he doing i was tracking the magma thing i bet that magma thing is sean connery singing mm. and, he, and it turns out bit of luck because if it isn't that is the whole film wasted yeah yeah but he says, can you get me there? And they're like, oh, well, it'll be really hard and, you know, difficult in terms of how we're going to logistically get you there. He's like, yeah, great. Okay. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Okay. And then he goes oh, on have, helicopter. Have we missed a scene? We've, have we, is, this, is it this helicopter or the previous helicopter? Because he's done a lot of helicopters. It's one of the two. Rick, it's Richter Common. Is, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the one before he gets to the, uh, the aircraft carrier where he's yeah. just got the long monologue about puking. Love it. I, we, I talked. We talked about this briefly last night on WhatsApp because I sent you. I did, I didn't realize he died, or maybe I'd forgotten. I used to love him, and like you said, after the Burbs, he should have been in everything, and he just yeah, he's brilliant. wasn't. He never even had anything resembling that size apart again. He's like second no. male lead in that. Yeah, and he's in this, and he's in Die Hard. He's in Die Hard. He's the guy who doesn't want to turn off the power. Yeah, he plays a lot of sleazy cameos. Mm. Really, I was looking at his filmography. But really, he never really got a break again off the burbs. Yeah, it's, it's him. I used to get him and there's a guy called Pruitt Vince. I used to get those two confused because they always used to play the same sleazy parts. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But yeah, he's in this and he's telling Baldwin, who again is struggling with turbulence as he does because he's terrified of it, on this very bumpy heli- helicopter flight about how someone was really sick once. Yeah, <laughs> Alec um, Baldwin plays nauseated really quite well. That's brilliant. And then meanwhile, on the Dallas, they... They think they are tracking the Red October and then they get orders to surface so they can get Alec Baldwin on board. Which they're not best pleased with. Yeah. Which, uh, it's one of the few times in this film because it's a PG. Mm. It does feel like Scott Glenn's catchphrase should be, but is not, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no uh, swearing of this at all. No. And you don't really miss it because it's such a it's tense, clever film. You are not oh. like, oh, it needs more tits than the word shit. Yeah. You're fine. You need, you need Scott Glenn to take off his hat and he's just got tits on his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but doesn't do it. And I think ultimately they made the right choice there. They did. He kept his hat on. Yeah. Um, but because the reason they're annoyed is because Jones has uh, figured a way to track the Red October. With his, with his, uh, he's got like a, a computer software thing, hasn't he? We can track it and, and plot an intercept course. Yeah, but it sounds like he doesn't use that. He does everything just with his headphones, a Walkman, just and a pen. Just headphones. Yeah, he's like one of those... Um, they used to make films about these kind of people, didn't they? It's like, you what? You can hear Australia in this pen? <laughs> starring... <laughs> starring... Um, Tony Hancock. Tony? No. Starring Anthony Hopkins as Thompson, the pen story. And Gregory Rush as his... Um, <laughs> You're telling me you can hear us in Australia through their pen? A heart-wrenching story. From one side of the earth to the other. And Deborah Winger as his wife. I just don't understand your obsession with the pen. Directed by Peter... No, Peter Weir. Peter Weir? I was just going to say this sounds Mm. like Peter Weir, no? Yeah. Thompson, the pen story.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.